Hello and welcome to the Stateside Spurs podcast. We have a special podcast for you guys today. Uh, trying to squeeze this podcast in before the North London Derby tomorrow. Uh, we have not one, but two Gooners joining us. Um, and Austin and Chris will be with us shortly. We are also off of the back of a very uh, convincing 2-0 win in the Europa League. We will address that later on in the podcast. But first and foremost, let's get straight into introducing uh our guest and slade um give me a give me um kind of how you became an arsenal fan very briefly we you know spent five minutes mm-hmm. talking about your arsenal fandom uh but <laughs> kind of give it give some background on how long you've been supporting arsenal and uh where how, how you chose this team from from woolwich to, to support all right. Well, uh, well, I grew up playing soccer my whole life, and about the mid 2000s, I started playing the game FIFA, if we all know that. And uh, I liked their striker, aka Mr. Thierry Henry himself. And I really, what I really, this is kind of childish, but it's how it came to be. I really like, as as a kid, I was really into the military and stuff, and I liked that the the Arsenal logo had the cannon on it so that became my team and i like red and blue so and okay. i've been following i've been closely following them since about 2012 2013 okay so right about right about i think that was like a year or two after i i started religiously following spurs um austin Sorry, didn't mean to not introduce you, Austin. Uh, thanks for co-hosting for us, or not co-hosting, but kind of running the show while I was out of town. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a long show, long episode. It was kind of fun to listen to it from a listener's perspective and not being on the podcast. But I think always you, a critic. You did a great job having a, a conversation uh, with Chris, and uh, you know I will. I took a lot of notes down, but we're not going to get into that. Thank you so much for for taking care of that. Uh, and y'all predicted a victory, and we got that. So, Austin, how you feeling? Well, you know, on the eve of a, of a North London derby, sitting seven points ahead of Arsenal, uh, how do you feel? Well, first of all, as a co-founder of the podcast, I've got to uh, do some work sometimes, so I, d- I don't mind filling in every now and then. How do I feel? I, I'm nervous because I'm excited. I'm usually just nervous, but having excitement as well makes me even more nervous. So yeah, and then and. And before we hopped on, you were you're very confident. I mean, you were talking about places. Yeah, I don't like being and, confident. You're you're, com- you're talking about you know betting on Spurs in a North London derby. That's something I I struggle with because it is a derby. It doesn't matter how well we are performing and how well um, they are not performing, even though now they're in pretty good form. Um, or even you know six years ago before the before the Pochettino era, uh, it wouldn't matter how poorly we were performing and how well they were performing. You just never know what happens in a derby, right, Austin? I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I, growing up um, as you know, a huge college football fan, it, I, I, I equate this very much like an OU Texas game. 
um, where no matter which team was 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 you know highly ranked, it didn't matter going into the game. You didn't care about rankings. You didn't care about record. Any team could win that game because it means so much to both teams. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I, I I always feel most nervous going into the biggest rivalry games, regardless of which sport I'm talking about, um, when I'm confident. Because you you feel nervous about walking in confident and walking out a loser, right? You that that's the worst feeling. It's it's almost better to walk in with no confidence and then get a shock result, right? So the confidence I have going into tomorrow makes me more nervous, and uh, but it's gonna make the game that much more exhilarating. Yeah, let's talk well. about this watch. <laughs> let's talk about this derby. We haven't won at the Emirates uh, since November of 2010. You know, that's uh, almost ten and a half years since we that was the won. first season I started watching Spurs and yeah. I haven't seen them win at, at the Emirates since I had hair. <laughs> I had hair in November of 2010. So it has been a long time. Uh, so we are heading into this matchup uh, with a, a very re- realistic chance at top four. Arsenal, on the other hand, are are putting most of their, their I would not even say most, all of their eggs in the Europa League basket for Champions League. So heading into this fixture, I want to talk to uh, to Slade about what the what what the feeling from a from an Arsenal supporter standpoint is is how will you guys approach this matchup? Do you think that it's going to be very important that you guys come into this because it's a derby and play to win, or do you see Arteta resting players because of the importance of the Europa League to your to your success in Europe next year? Mm, good question. I as a fan. I want them to take this seriously because no matter like like you said it's a rivalry game obviously it's you know bragging what, rights it's, it's bragging, bragging rights. rights and I really don't like when we lose to Tottenham <laughs> um, but uh, as a manager I I hate to say this because I believe Arteta's the guy but if he doesn't get in European competition next year he's going to have a very hard time keeping his job. But having said that he has gotten his players to start playing this well I should say lately like the past month these his players have played pretty well for him especially the young guys and he does have a lot of young talent so depending on how the board wants to see that or how they see that um i think i don't i think he has to seriously consider europa league right now over premier league yeah and you guys played a very strong lineup on thursday uh, i remember checking that lineup and being and thinking okay this is this is what i imagine they're they're essentially their best starting 11, which in my mind also thinks there's going to be some rotation here for your squad on Sunday. Who, who do you, who do you think uh, Arteta throws out on Sunday? Is it going to be, um, you know, I think you're still going to get some of your star players. I I see Aubameyang starting. Um, I see Partey probably starting. Saka, I think has been a great young player for you guys this year. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're going to get the same uh, defense? Your, your start, your best center back pairing, or do you see some rotation here? Heading into Sunday's match, um, I think defense will probably be the same. I don't see any major changes there. I think he puts uh, Martinelli back in the starting lineup. Um, although I think William has played pretty well. I think he's got like four assists in the past four games, so he's kind of on a hot streak. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Smith Rowe is in there. Um, I think he kind of keeps it the same. I, I don't think he likes to change it very much unless barring injuries but uh that's how i see it okay uh austin you're seeing you're you've been you've been 
I'm sure you've been thinking about this match all week, as have I. Uh, yes, we had a fixture Thursday in the Europa League, but um, I think we all kind of looked past that looking for this North London derby. We did. We as Tottenham uh, had a lot of rotation. Yes, we still did play Sun, Kane, uh, Ndombele uh, on, on Thursday night. What are your expectations for a Mourinho lining up on Sunday? You know, I think I think the big question is is right back because I think we all expect Toby and Sanchez to be to continue as the center back pairing, and Regulon was rested, so Regulon should be back as well. Um, regardless of Ndombele playing on Thursday, he was rested last weekend. I think he was rested last weekend ex- exactly for this reason for him to be able to play Thursday and Sunday. So we'll see the Hoybier and Ndombele uh, duo again. And there's no reason for us not to play the front four that we've played in the last two Premier League games with Bale, Lucas, Son, and Kane because. They've gelled really well together. Uh, Lucas is actually, to my surprise, I never thought he would work well as a 10. Um, with those players around him, he's actually really been performing well, and his pressing ability has been very key. Um, so there's no reason for those front four not to play and have, you know, Deli and Lamella and Bergwijn off the bench and maybe even a shockless also bench siding, which I doubt it's very unlikely because he did pick up a little back tweak, but um there's no reason why we don't see that that lineup. For me, it's it's right back. Is Doherty starting because Serge started on Thursday, or does Serge get two starts in a row, um, knowing that we have you know a, a Europa League fixture on Thursday where we you know we have a two goal lead and we didn't give up an away goal. So yeah, I think that's a great point. <clears throat> the most the most important um, position for us and heading into this fixture is our fullbacks, right? If we see a Davies Darty fullback pairing tomorrow, uh, anybody, but Davies, I I will be (laughs) very worried. And I will, I think that Arsenal can expose that on the wings. Um, you know, they've, they had Martin Odegaard. Am I saying that last name? Right, Slade Odegaard. Uh, I still don't know. I, I mean, I showed you that video of Sim saying it's Martin Odegaard. So okay, that's I think, good. I think that's it's I think good. I think it's Odegaard, but the O is he's Dutch, right? Or no, he's no, Danish. He's, he's Danish, Sweet. so it's very it's it's very um. He, he the O is the same as Hoybier. It's the yeah, same he, with O with he, the slash there, right? There was a video that the Arsenal Twitter posted, and he's like, "My name is Martin," and he said it. But he's like, "But you can call me Martin Odegaard." Okay. So, yeah, I, I think it's the O and the guard part that we as Americans have trouble saying. Yeah. But the, yeah. yeah. So think, he, he, he's was him and Hoybier both nominated for for Danish player because I know Hoybier was. I don't think wasn't how uh, wasn't the Dortmund striker? He's Danish. Holland. No, he's all Holland. He, no, he, no, he's, no, he's Norwegian, Norwegian or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Norwegian. Yeah, I, I don't think Odegaard was. He, he's just he didn't get a lot of playing time at Madrid. I so was jealous about that signing yeah, to be I mean, to be he, clear. I, I mean, he played a lot at uh, was it Valencia? He got loaned to. He, he played pretty. That's I think that's what convinced Arsenal to to sign him on loan. Yeah, and so he he, he's kind of came into the squad and, and taken over that ten role for you guys. And I yes. I, I vaguely Which watched. Which is what we needed. <laughs> Does he play in the center primarily? He just sits in the center primarily, kind of like what Ericsson used to do for us, or or Ozil. Yeah, he's he's. A younger Ozil. No, I mean, not saying he's, you know, he plays like Ozil. I haven't seen much of his defensive game. Is his Fortnite as good as Ozil's? <laughs> that is or, yet or to Dele's. be determined. <laughs> but uh, I think that's what or the Dele. idea was getting him here was because that's what I had said before they even signed him. I was like, this team looks pretty good, but they don't have a, a playmaking midfielder. You know, someone who can put the ball on your foot on a full sprint like Ozil could. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think he's I think he is going to be a really good player. I don't, I'm not you guys just a six month loan six month loan for you guys, right? He's not. Right. It was a loan signing. Well, okay. Real Madrid still owns his contract, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that, there was a big issue with that, um, with the money wise. That's why it's only six month loan. Yeah, so he uh, he's definitely improved your team and, and helped some creativity. I mean, I was pretty impressed with a three one victory against Olympiacos in Greece. Um, I was know, too. I was a little. I, I, I expected little you guys to win, but scoring three goals, uh, you know, and it looks like you guys see, had. Did you see? Did you see his goal? Uh, I did. The it was yeah. Pretty nice. it, yeah, Austin told me. Uh, he said it was, a, it was a missile, and it was a missile. It was a missile. I, I feel ball. like it was right at the keeper too. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know. I I I guessing it moved at the last second. That's why the keeper kind of fumbled it. But yeah, yeah. I think it's also one of those that it's it was right underneath the crossbar, and so you've got to get a strong hand to it because it, yeah. it's up high. And so maybe he just waited too long to jump. Yeah. Um, so so he's class. Odegaard's class. He's definitely helped your team out. He, where, where how does Arsenal win this game in your in your eyes tomorrow, Slade? Uh, to me, um, <laughs> you win it by you win it through Odegaard or uh, Saka playing to Aubameyang. We don't need to we don't need to dilly dally with anything. We we need Aubameyang running towards the goal and. Uh, Obama Yang, or sorry, Oregard uh, or Saka getting him the ball in the goal. Saka doing the most most of the field command, as you would say, and then defensively by not being stupid. I mean, I don't know if y'all have seen like the past. I think like three goals we've given up have been basically giveaway. Like I saw Saka's goal against yeah. Burnley, the one that he kicked it yeah. uh, against yeah. uh, Chris Wood and it went into the net. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that I mean, if we can play a premier league defense and not a childish one <laughs> i yeah, think so, it can be pretty something good. that i've been i've been talking on this podcast a lot of since we've kind of turned our form around and i've been eager to, for this matchup for this reason is this is the first time i feel like we're playing a team and, and fulham don't get me wrong fulham is, has has really turned it around but this is the first time we're playing a team that i think has a lot of quality in it and i want to see if Mourinho can kind of stick to this attacking mentality or if we go to the Emirates and we sit back, we concede possession, we sit in a low block, do we try to hit them on the counter? Austin, we've we've discussed this for weeks now. Is this is this the game where we see Mourinho finally break away from that low block against, quote-unquote, a top-six team? Yes, I know Arsenal are mid-table, but I do think that, like I said, they have the quality in the areas on the areas of the pitch that other teams we've faced recently do not have. So do we play a low block, or do we come out and do we attack Arsenal tomorrow? I think what Mourinho... And of course, this is speculative, but in the past three weeks, I think what Mourinho has seen is that our defense is more sound when we're on the front foot. And Arsenal's as, as much as much quality as Arsenal has in the forward line, you know, as as Slade just said, the the defense is the suspect part. And if we can keep their defense under pressure, it actually takes pressure off our defense. And I think he, where he's turned the corner is when we got our fullbacks back healthy, when we got Regulon back, when we got Surge back. What it allowed us to do is to play more front-footed because because Davies, we're not going to be playing front-footed with Davies at fullback, especially if Doherty's on the other side. So having at least one of those two in the side that allows us to, be, to go forward with our fullbacks – keeps the possession at midfield or forward and allows our, our our central defenders to not have to absorb pressure because Sanchez is class on one-on-one situations usually unless it's Gundogan that he's going against it, obviously <laughs> uh, where he falls on his face 
But usually in one-on-one situations, that's what he prefers. He doesn't like standing around having to track four or five people and having to track positions, right? Which is what happens in a low block, right? You need a really well-drilled, intelligent, like positional defenders in a low block. And I think what, what Mourinho has seen recently with our form and the fact that our defense has played really well is when we play forward and allow our forwards and midfielders to hold the ball, it puts our defenders in better situations that they're more comfortable with. Because Sanchez looks a completely different player these past this past month than he did in the first half of the year where everyone wanted to sell him. I mean, yeah. he looks completely turned around. So hopefully that's what Mourinho has seen. And hopefully sees that that also plays into Arsenal's weakness, which is if we put them under pressure, that's how we score goals. That's what I hope. Yeah. I, who, <laughs> whether who, it happens or not. I mean, Arsenal, uh, Austin, who will we see Hoiberg attached to this, this game? Is it going to be Odegaard? It has going to be. I mean, it, it, it really has to be because, and, and forgive me, Slade, I forget what you said your, your starting lineup would be, but I don't know if there's another midfielder that would scare us as far as uh, attacking or creative ability as much as Odegaard. So that I, I has say, to be who yeah, he Yeah, I mean, to. I would say it's Odegaard, maybe Caballos, but very, very rarely. So yeah, yeah you would think you, you you think it would be it'd be. So what Hoybier likes to do, and I don't know how much you've watched Spurs slate, but oh, Hoybier is definitely that player that when the ball's passed into midfield and you have just a center defend central defensive midfielder just like flying forward to like be right on your back that mm-hmm. that's boy bear um he can get turned because he's not the quickest but he loves to just just be right on you as soon as you receive the ball and i think he'll he'll see odegaard as a physical odegaard's pretty slight right like he's not like a physically strong player so uh, I think no he, not yet he's still 19 years old so. is he 19 still Fuck, I thought he was like 21 or 22 by now. Is he still 19? Uh, I think, I don't know. Damn, he's young. Um, uh, He's young either way, but I think you'll see Hoiberg try to bully Odegaard. He's 22, is, I would right. I'm sorry, you're right, you're right. He's 22. That's still really young. I mean, that's still yeah. younger than Delhi. He's he's bigger than he's bigger than what you remember, if that makes Because, I mean, you obviously Probably. remember him signing as with Real Madrid and then... As a kid. Yeah, and then see, he's bigger than that, but he's not the biggest... Uh, he strikes me as an Erickson type player. That, that physicality is not a strong suit. Yes, I think he's um, taller than Erickson, but I'm not. That wouldn't be difficult. Sure. Erickson's not not the tallest. Yeah. I would expect Hoybier to try to bully him physically, to try to make him uncomfortable physically. That's what yeah. I would expect. Okay, right. uh, and we're expecting uh, Slade. You're, you're expecting Jaka and Partey as the as the midfield duo, essentially, right? Sitting behind. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, but and I so, wouldn't be surprised. I would also wouldn't be surprised if he threw uh, El Nini in there. He's uh, he's had a resurgence uh, in this has, club, I guess you could say. Uh, I think Arteta likes him a lot. Con, kill kill me if I'm if I'm stealing your question here, but. Thomas Partey. That's what I was going to say. Ha- yeah, go ahead. Ha- has, has he been success for you this season, or has he left something to be wanted? On a scale from 1 to 10, as far as his performance, based on the expectation, he came in with this huge expectation, right? Right. And, and, and to, fair enough, you go back to our podcast. Colin and I were both saying it's that's the, that's the one signing we were scared of. Like, that was a class signing. I mean, scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate his performances for the season? Regardless of the fact that he's had more injuries than he normally has, that's right. something you can't really control. He wasn't an injury-ridden player before he came to Arsenal. Yeah, he like, has had like some you guys injuries. said, I, I was a huge fan of the signing because I'm a huge Atletico Madrid fan as well. Um, but 
one to ten, I would honestly probably give it a four just because I'm trying to think and nothing really sticks out of my mind of what he's done. He's just been a solid player, you know. I can't think of anything. Granted, I have it. I have to be honest. I have it. Don't remember seeing him a lot. He's been like hurt. Said, he's injuries. been hurt a lot of yeah, the year. What sticks out to me is is the last North London derby, right, where he was forced back before he was probably ready, and he was walking off the pitch as we scored right. the second goal. Right. And that, I I think he's I think he's settled in better than say like Pepe, but like I think the injuries really have just you know really stopped him but i i do i will say i do feel confident with him on the field rather than i guess i say i feel confident with him on the field next to shaka than rather shock shaka and somebody else yeah i want to i want to keep talking about your lineup and austin feel free to just jump in and ask any questions if you'd like as well uh so it looks like from from the outsider's perspective once again i'm not i don't follow i don't go to the arsenal subreddit you know, I will watch their games, but it looks like it's a, a David Luiz, Pablo Mari center back pairing is is your is your ideal center back pairing. Is that is that accurate? Uh, or it, would, let me rephrase that. Do you think that is the best center back pairing that you guys have right now? Right now, yes, just because Gabriel has kind of struggled, but he's come on like the last two games. He's done pretty good, but I I would be more comfortable in saying that probably Gabriel and Mari are the better ones just because I I like fit, uh athleticism and fat and quickness and David Luiz is not that <laughs> so what is it about David Luiz that makes Arteta to have so much confidence in him despite the errors because it I seems think, like David Luiz plays a lot <laughs> right he I think he's a constant I think he's he's not the best player He's not the player he was, but I think he consistently gives you decent performances. And, you know, for three-fourths of the season so far, our center backs have been shit and hurt. They've been hurt. Uh, so David Luiz was just there. So I think I think that's what gives Arteta the confidence. And I think, I think Arteta likes to play the ball out from the back. And David Luiz has experience in that in a way. I know it sounds weird saying, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, at one point, David Luiz was a very highly touted center back. I mean, he went to yes. Chelsea to PSG, back to Chelsea. Like, yeah, he, there is a skill set there. He just has that 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 sideshow Bob, that look on his face. You just want to punch. Well, That's not he, he's wearing an Arsenal shirt. That's because he's he's just an ugly dude well, in my it's, eye. Well, I mean, it's it's just like it's just with the Shaka thing. He's gonna make a dumb mistake like every other game or every third game. He's gonna make a stupid ass mistake. Like what happened in our last, you know. But it's very proud to restart. You you leading yeah. me to the next question is I feel like Jaka is one of those players that's hot and cold for a lot of Arsenal supporters. You know he makes a lot of dumb mistakes. I know he's had a few red cards over the past couple of years. Um, so where where do you stand on that fence of like is Jaka the CDM pairing with Partey moving forward or is will is is he kind of just a fill in until Arteta can kind of get those funds and rebuild your team this summer? Uh, well, coming in. I was extremely high on him because I liked the fact that he shot from outside the box and we didn't have really anybody that could do that at the time. Well, he hasn't really done that since he's got here. So, and then he started making stupid mistakes. He still does obviously, but so I was really down on him, but I think overall I'm, I'm high on him just for the fact that he doesn't take no crap from nobody. And looking at the Arsenal lineup right now, they don't really have anybody to stand up for them like a team captain, you know, 
push somebody around, grab them by the neck, throw them to the ground. He d- and he does get the better yeah. of them sometimes, but that's sounds like where our, I it sounds like our conversation before the before we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 where I, I I see him as a necessary evil, like if that makes sense. So I guess my next question here is um, how. <laughs> How will Arsenal stop and inform Harry Kane, Gareth Bale, who who have been, I mean, Harry Kane, in my eyes, without a doubt, is the best player in the Premier League. People will say Bruno Fernandez, great. I, and I, want, I know, Austin, you kind of touched on this last week or you know, on the podcast. Penalty Fernandez. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, Harry Kane has just as many goals, less penalties, and more assists than Bruno Fernandez. Nobody uh, has as many assists. Nobody. He he is the best all-around player in the world, in my opinion, but at least in the Premier League. Not saying he's the best striker, because I do think you can make a, a, a case for a lot of strikers in the world. Uh, Lewandowski, Holland are all great strikers. But what Harry Kane can do on the pitch... You know, what you'll see tomorrow, and I'm sure you've seen watching Tottenham games, is Harry Kane doesn't sit in front of your center backs. He'll come back to collect the ball at mm-hmm. midfield. And so you, you have to decide when do you want to pick Harry Kane up. So how will Arsenal defend against Harry Kane and Gareth Bell? Gareth Bell is going to start this game, right, Austin? Well, right, and you don't forget about the fact that you have Young Man's son on the other side. Yeah, of the, the he's, other just side not, of the well. he's just he's not, not in form. Right now. He's not I'm in form, just saying those two are in the last two in the last two North London derbies. He's been the goal scorer that's broke their back, though. He created the goal and scored the goal in the last one uh, when we were watching with uh, Gunnar Pat, and then you know he scored the he scored the first goal in Project Restart as well. So lately, Son's been the player that that's hurt them with his runs off the ball. So. Um, even though he's not in form, Son's still a player you have to worry about. So yeah. if, if, if you shift all your resources to Gareth Bale on one side, who is definitely starting, 100%, put it down, unless he eats a bad lasagna tonight, um, he's starting tomorrow. So if you shift all your defense out to him and leave Son unattended, you're in for a bad time. Yeah, so, so how do you stop that front three, um, Slave? Well, I think you have to put... Uh... Shaka or Partey on um, Kane and just have him. It's probably going to be Shaka knowing Arteta. And I would say on the outside with Son. Well, you, have, you have some quick fullbacks. You have Tierney, so say, and, 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 Tierney Bellerin. and Bellerin. Don't, uh, Bellerin scares me a lot more. In tier, tier, blah, blah, blah. Tierney. Why can't I say? Anyways. But you know, <laughs> he scares me okay. just because he's not... It's, He's not as, I guess, football smart as you say. He seems to, for me, as an Arsenal fan, he seems to care more about his clothing line than playing soccer. Because coming when he first broke onto the scene, I thought he was the next big thing. I was like, dude, this dude's freaking fast. He can do all, you know, he's young. We're going to mold him. But he hadn't turned into that. But I think you have to tell your two center backs to stay home because I think you're talking about how y'all think the game is going to go. I think it's going to be possession arsenal for majority of the game and y'all are going to kill us on the counterattack. Okay. So I think you just have to tell your center backs to stay home. Your wing, your, your, your wingers will try to get back and should get back as fast as they can. And your midfield should rough them up. Cause that's what those two guys are paid to do in a sense. Uh, Austin, do you think um, he's spot on there? Well, we'll concede possession. And we, t- we kind of discussed that, how, how Mourinho approached this game going to the Emirates. I think that's what Arteta expects. I think that's what most yeah. people expect. But for that reason, 
I think there's a chance we surprise that Jose surprises and tries to play on the front foot more because there are no fans in the stadium. I think that's also a big, yeah, a, that is a, a big, big thing. That, that's a big factor here because it's not like playing at the Emirates. I mean, it's slightly like playing at the Emirates any other time because it'll be about the same amount of noise, but um, as if there were fans there. I mean, usually it's about that quiet, mm-hmm. but without fans in the stands, it feels like any other match, right? And our away form has been exactly the same as our home form. And you see teams like United who are actually better on the road, right? Um, so this season, I don't think you play that game as much. And I think I think there's a chance that we try to impose ourselves and in, in, in fight for possession a little bit more. If we're absorbing pressure, I'm, pressure, I'm going to be more worried because of our because of defenders like Sanchez who yeah. don't like to absorb pressure. So. You know, I, I think the game will actually fit us better if we are putting them under pressure. Because, like you said, if Kane drops deep and we're forcing Xhaka to to mark him, um, that they're, they're going to be better in that situation. But I think it's going to be tough for their full for their center backs like David Luiz to not want to track Harry Kane into the midfield and leave space mm-hmm. in behind. Yeah. And that's what happens, right? Is a center back tracks Harry 5, 10, 15 yards away from the front line, and then Lucas start, jump, darts in or Sun darts in. And we've got a player in Gary, ba- <laughs> Gary Bale, Gareth Bale now, <laughs> who not only can score goals, but can throw the ball all over the pitch. He can throw it all the way out to the other wing to Sun. He can throw uh, balls in behind to Lucas. He can pass it inside, outside. So like if, you leave it, iron. if you leave exactly. it, he, he hit it, he hit the lob wedge, he hit the driver, whatever he needs, right? Um, so you can't leave gaps in behind. And so what I'm, what I would hope is that we try to play with possession and try to tempt their center backs out of position. But that's going to be the key for me is, is how, how is Mourinho, uh, that's what the whole game hinges on is how is Mourinho instructed his players to play, to absorb pressure or to play on the front foot? Because if we absorb pressure, I'm going to be worried. Yeah. And it's also, it's Mourinho versus Arsenal. So, you know, he always... He, he, had, he has a he has a hate boner for Arsenal, man. He always <laughs> has. Especially it, when Wenger was there. Yeah, I don't know if it was Arsenal or it's more of a Wenger. Um, but yeah, I, you know. I, I always love when he was asked about Wenger, uh, Wenger, Wenger, whatever his uh, autobiography. He's like, hey, you you've not been you weren't mentioned in his autobiography. Do you know why? He goes, well, he never beat me, so. I don't know why you would why you would put me in his autobiography, why he would like invite that upon himself. He never beat me, so I wouldn't expect to be in there. Yeah, I mean, um, Slade, I'm I'm gonna ask you another about one or two more questions. And I'll let you get out of here. Uh, we always do a predictions here. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on Austin's prediction because we're gonna Chris is gonna be joining us shortly. Uh, but Slade, I want to get your prediction for this game. Um, once again, doesn't have to. You know, you don't have to to pick a an Arsenal win if you don't think they're gonna win. Uh, you're, I, you're, I kind of do. I, I have a feeling that they're gonna win, but it makes like you, you were saying earlier, Austin. It makes me nervous that I have a feeling that they're gonna win. But I'm gonna come around and say say three two. Three, three two. two. So, All right. So what gives you? Just real quick before you get out of here, what gives you? And I don't mean this sarcastic at all. I mean, what gives you the the confidence? Okay. Is it yeah, history? Uh, is it no, history? Is the current form? It's what current is it? Form. It's current okay. form because. Um, I don't know. Y'all know, but the pat in the past, it kind of happened this year, but we were seeming to get out of it. But in the past, like I would say, was it last two Saturdays, last Saturday? No way. When did we, I'm looking at the schedule. Sorry. We, we tied Burnley or, and we lost to, uh, we tied Burnley and about a month ago we lost to Aston Villa. 
Well, then after that, it's been win-win. We lost to Man City, but we played them really, really well. And it was one nothing. And then it's been win-win-win, then tied Burnley. And then we came out and we beat Olympicos. Olympicos? Olympicos, 3-1. Olympiacos, yeah. Olympiacos, Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's not right, but I'm, I'm going to continue to say it. So I think I think their, I don't want to say their confidence is there, necessarily that you know they're professional players they probably have some sort of confidence every time they go on the field but like i just feel like they have an attitude now that we're probably the better team and the way that they're playing and the way that arteta likes to play gives them confidence keeping the ball and especially with the youngsters i think the youngsters just thrive having the ball yeah so i so what would be what would be your rank these three so there's three outcomes spurs win Mm -hmm. arsenal win or draw what would you expect? Like, how would you rank those as far as what you'd be, what you most expect to see? Would you most expect to see Arsenal win, draw, Spurs win, or would you expect uh, to see a draw as the least likely outcome? I think draw is least likely, especially with the way I mean, y'all's front three is playing, and y'all's form, and Arsenal. I think, I think, I think guns are going to be coming out blazing this. So game. it's boom or bust for both teams. Yes. Yeah. I like Although, it. That's how that's how a fucking derby should be, right? Yeah, it should be. It should, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I don't remember last time we played. It was what? Two nil. Two two nil. Yeah. You know? So but you guys we, actually had more possession. We just hit you yeah. on the break twice. You just hit us half. on the break twice. So it's like we were playing like we were playing kind of scared, and I think that's the whole first half of this season. Arsenal's played kind of scared. You know, they're like. You know, are we are we better than this team? You know, we, we oh man, we let one in. Darn, you know, we can't. You know, they're gonna let a few in. So yeah. we've actually beat you two the last two times we've played. Here's right, here's yeah. here, here's what I th- I'm gonna say one more thing. And I'm gonna ask you one more question, Slate. Here's what I think is important. I think if Arsenal get the first, Arsenal needs the first goal in this game. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Tottenham, if Tottenham get the first goal, I think heads will drop. There's a lot of youth players, young players in that Arsenal team. Um, and I think that, that their heads will drop. I think uh, if Arsenal get the first goal, I think there are a lot of leaders in this Tottenham lineup uh, that we expect to see tomorrow, that there's still a chance we could get something from this game. But if, if from an Arsenal perspective, I think it's very important um, if, if any Arsenal fans are looking for a win tomorrow, that they need that first goal. So I'll, that's what I'll be very interested to see is what what's the response based on who scores first? Please don't be a goalless draw because that will be God. annoying. That would that would be terrible. That's probably uh, the so, least likely. That probably has the highest odds, like the highest payout of anything is a goalless draw. I would yeah, imagine. yeah. I, I would I, be I would be more surprised if y'all don't score a goal. That's that's what I'll say. Like just because the way that Arsenal usually they y'all I mean y'all haven't watched them, but you've watched them enough you to know that they always let one in. They all yeah. no matter no matter if it's a if it's a goalzo a goals a worldie or if it's just a dumb mistake they'll always let one in. Yeah. Uh, but you're last, right, Colin. The first goal is going to be important. Yeah, and I th- I think especially with the crowd not there, I really I there's one thing I always remember. It's always that at the Emirates, whenever they scored, it just felt like the crowd propelled them to another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you can say that about anything, but it really it really felt that way in North London derby. Yeah, and and Arteta's made sure to put his complaining in about him ha- his squad having to travel to Greece before this fixture. Um, so he did he they choose that. They did, they, choose choose that. That? Yeah, they did choose that, but that's an excuse that he, he has used. Uh, real quickly, Slade, one last thing. It looks like we're both going to get through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Um, do you want to play against Tottenham in the quarterfinals of the Europa League? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, fair enough, because we don't want to play you either. I'd rather I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather fuck you, Colin. 
I went, I went, I went to North London Derby's in a week I'm not, for sure. That's say, I'm not, I'm not saying that like. Yeah, you're I not would, scared of it. I you would rather prefer... play you in a two-legged tie than in the final, though. 100. Uh, yeah, percent I guess, I guess that does. Yeah, I, I can see that. But I mean, hey, it's gonna be entertaining. Hold on, yeah. before you leave, Slade. Before you leave, just so you know what's on the line for Spurs fans. This, if we win tomorrow, it would be our first league double since 92-93, our first three in a row in all competitions since 81-82, and our first three. Oh, three wins in the league in a row since 73-74. So just so you know what's on the line for Spurs fans tomorrow, as far as like a run of fixtures against you, it's a big deal for us. It's, so it's, it's essentially yeah, so it's a perfect time for y'all to lose. So Yeah, and that's what makes us all nervous. That's exactly – anytime there's a possibility to be Spursy, right, that is exactly why we're all nervous yeah. as well. What is, it, also, the, what is the saying? It's the hope that kills you? It is the hope that kills you. It's also essentially, uh, I think it'll be the fourth year in a row that we'll finish above you in the table. Fifth, if we, if, fifth year in a row. Uh, it's going to be really, really hard for you guys to catch us if you do not win tomorrow. So, yeah. 15-16 um, was the last year they, they finished above us. Okay. So it's going to be the fifth season. Well, Slade, I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I know it's not fun coming on to talking to a bunch of Spurs fans, but we're excited to for the fixture tomorrow. As long you know, as y'all are... Uh, Cordial is not the right word, but cordial's a word. Cordial's a good word. Yeah, but fuck off back of Woolwich and get off our podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, exactly. Slade. We'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks, thanks Slade. All right, just Chris, welcome, man. What's up? <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, you missed us talking to a gooner, but I'm not sure you really missed too much. That's uh, think he's still here. Best. Slade, you're still here. Oh, there yeah. he goes. I just I, I, he I, left. He didn't, know, he didn't know how to get out of here. Well, um, <laughs> go. Retail. How satisfying it felt to hang up on a gooner. Um, Chris, we'll, we'll let's uh, kind of briefly. We didn't we didn't really discuss too much. We kind of wanted to get his perspective, but let's preview this together with us three here. Um, you know, and then let's really review this Dynamo game really quickly. I think that uh, we did what we needed to do. We got the result. We kept the clean sheet. Those are the important things. No away goals were leaked in here. Uh, so. Let's let's review this Dynamo game. <laughs> that lineup. Did you guys see Sun starting that? Sun Kane uh, and and Dombley starting that. I kind of listened to your podcast <clears throat> earlier this week. It sounded like both of you guys thought that there'd be some more rotation happening. I don't think I didn't think there would be more rotation. I hoped that there would be more rotation. Like I I really thought that you know maybe we this would be a game where it's not like Vinicius has been this awful just goalless striker coming in to sub in for Kane. He's actually the, I think the top scorer in the Europa league with like six goals. So it's not like he's done nothing. So I was hoping that this would be a good chance to get Kane more of a break than, um, 10 minutes. Um, son, I, is another one that I, I just, again, I hope there'd be some rotation there, but I think he, he needs a break. I think he's, he's in that point in the season where he just needs to slow down for a second. um, those two are the main two that I thought would rotate out and we'd see something. I knew we, I think we all knew Ndombele was going to get a start here. I had no idea he was going to play for that long. Um, and he took yeah. a beating. He took a beating. I remember like he, he, the way too many fouls were allowed to happen on Ndombele without a yellow card. They and missed a point, penalty. They missed a, a penalty. A, a clear straight up pin. clear pin. And he just waves it away. <laughs> yeah. And like, did they even use VAR there, Austin? Was that no. was VAR even used? I don't even know. I What's think Austin's Austin? gone. Austin's He's gone. gone. But I, I don't know if they, I don't think they did. I don't think there was a review or anything of that play. It was basically just, oh, I guess we just missed that call. And they just moved on from it. Um, 
and and for the rest of the game, I mean, as somebody who officiated like just youth games, not even serious stuff, if you let something that like that go, even on like a youth level, the players kind of get that notion and okay, well that's what kind of game we're gonna play. And that's what happened. I mean, Zagreb just kind of made it a completely just hack fest for the rest of the game. And I I was a little more, I, I was really hoping at that point that Ndombele would come off. Like once we get the two goals, Ndombele's got to come off, Kane's got to come off, Sun's got to come off, because it, it became obvious that all they were going to do was hack players down and, and go for some sort of injury to to get back into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a very, I mean, Lamella played out of his mind, you know, another Thursday night Europa League Lamella game. Hey, um, I'll, it's, I'll take that that Europa League Lamella. I'm, I will, I will tell you, it's, it's kind of great to see that our our attacking players are are all coming together to fight and to give us that rotation that we need. We even got to see a Stevie B sighting. I, I, <laughs> I think it was on the podcast that I missed this past week where you said that he deleted all, he deleted everything Spurs from his social media. Is that true? Yep. Everything from his Instagram that was related to Spurs, he deleted. Well, Everything was taken down. Interesting. Because I, he's, I, I think a lot of it has to do, he's also taken a lot of abuse from supporters. I mean, if you looked at some of those posts before he took them down, when he was having some of those games where Mourinho was saying, you know, he's doing this, he's doing that, he's doing this for the team, he's doing that for the team, but he wasn't scoring goals. There were a lot of Spurs supporters that jumped on him, just not good enough. We need better. He's no place in the lineup. How is he starting? Like, it, and I'm sure that was the nice stuff, right, Chris? That was the nice stuff. And I mean, there was a lot of racial stuff in there. Like, he took some serious abuse on social media from from Spurs supporters. So, yeah, he eventually uh, he deleted like everything. It's all. Yeah. Stuff he's, from he's, he's, def- he's definitely the uh, the attacker, the attacking option that's in the least amount of form right now. I would say that he's the one that we can kind of be guaranteed not to see tomorrow. Other than that, I mean, I think we we, we can expect to see a Delhi, not Delhi, Delhi on the bench. We can expect to see Bale, Son, and Kane starting, and I think Lucas has has earned that ten spot. Uh, and, and, and it works well. I love what you guys said in the podcast is that he kind of has the freedom to kind of just run around wherever he wants, um, and. That's kind of what he needs to do because he just keeps running. He keeps running. He's great at pressing. He gives us that additional press. We saw um, his ability to press and create goals. And, and scores goals. That's the and, bigger thing that puts him above. And Bergwijn. he can score. And he can score goals. And Bergwijn has. I don't. I can't remember. For now, Lucas scored. For now, he dips in and out of form very frequently. <laughs> but you gotta that game, ride that hot that hot hand of Lucas when you have it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we do, we dominated that game on Thursday. Uh, our our two goals. I mean, Lamella should have scored. I think that hit off the post, unlucky. The second goal was a huge error by them, but we could have had plenty of goals. That should have three. That could have been three or four nil easily. They really didn't have a chance. Uh, Davies had a great defensive play, um, covering as a, as a left back, flicking that. Well, ball. and I also think Chris, you're right about the about the refereeing. That if, if a different referee in that game, we definitely have at least one more goal, if not others, because. I, I don't know if you guys penalty. you guys it's saw it, but I, it's still all penalty. But it's not only that. It's I mean I sent you guys that meme, that basketball meme where it's like I swear to God if you guys foul Ndombele 13 or 14 more times I might think about carding you. Like how many times do you have to hack down a player who dribbled through you and never give a card? Like they give if he gets cards in the first half that game changes right because yeah. 
all they did was hack down Ndombele, especially Ndombele, which made me worried he was going to get hurt because they were not just pulling his shirt. They were hacking him down all game long, and it takes a lot to hack a player like Ndombele down. So, yes, I mean, 2-0, I think, flattered Zagreb because they created a couple of chances maybe on the break. So Yeah. I, I don't think there's I think I think gonna there's no I don't think we get shut out in Croatia. I don't see them scoring four goals against us. Um I yeah, just gonna, wanna I just wanna ah oh, it's gone. Dang it. I was gonna say like Austin was frozen there for a second, but it was one of probably the time. the greatest frozen faces uh, I've seen. It was it, perfect. Am I <laughs> am I still not frozen? You're you're constantly frozen. You have the worst internet connection ever. I don't know what kind of. <laughs> it's internet not my they internet have. connection. It's that I'm on the web app and you guys are on the actual app. That's the problem. My internet connection is gigabit. I have I can show you my speeds. <laughs> it's not my internet connection. I am constantly teleconferencing every single day. It's not my internet connection. It's the fact that I'm on the web app because I'm on my work computer. Hashtag please don't listen to this my work. <laughs> and 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 I can't install a third party app like Skype. Onto my computer. That's I why. Like you, I can get back on my phone. We can go back to the days where I was on my phone with this really shitty audio. Freezing. I don't care. Nah, you're good. <laughs> nah. But anyway, back to this game against Zagreb. Always a critic. No, nah, game critic. against Zagreb's. We're done, done, done and dusted. We're not going to – we'll, we'll cool. have a chance. We're, to we're getting through. We're getting through. Who do you want to avoid in the quarterfinal? That's the only question. Ooh. No, it's I English teams, care. right? No. I just I don't want – I just want United or Arsenal. I don't think – I think United's going to struggle to make it through. They, they will. They, they will. To to, Milan's they, good. Milan's top of the Serie A, well, right? They, they, no, they're second, but they, have, they still have to go mm. to Milan now, tied, and Milan has an away goal. And Milan was missing like four of their best players. There's a chance Ibra could be back. So uh, Olympiacos to put four well, past I mean, you, Arsenal. You just told Slade that you would want Arsenal in the quarterfinals. I would so. love Arsenal in the quarterfinals. I don't understand. Well, there's no way we don't get through a two-legged tie against Arsenal. I, I don't want them in the final. I just don't want to play Arsenal in the final. I don't want to deal with that anxiety. Of playing Arsenal in European final, fuck that. No, yeah, I don't want that anxiety. Uh, we're, I, we'll discuss we'll di- we'll discuss quarterfinal opponents whenever we have that opportunity. <laughs> let's let's get into this Arsenal game uh, for Chris's sake. I know he he kind of missed out. I want to talk about um, what we what I've kind of discussed over the past couple of weeks leading up to this game, Chris, is that Arsenal is the team that we are looking to face that will actually challenge what Mourinho's style of play will be. Will he sit this, sit in this low block, concede possession, try to hit on the counterattack, or will he, will, will he let the players take the game to Arsenal? Will we see a nice 50-50 possession game? Uh, will we have over 600 passes with a nice 85 to 90% pass accuracy, or are we going to sit back have about 35 to 40% possession and try to hit them on the counter with Bale, Son, and Kane? Chris, what do you think we see here? Is is, is Jose going to be like, let's go for it, or is he going to say, let's see if these guys make a mistake? I don't think it's a um, – I know we've talked about this before, about Jose's particular attacking style, like his personal thing, and he has very little to do with it. Um, and, and the players have said that this whole sit-back mentality – has nothing to do with him. It's something that they themselves have kind of fallen into at times when they get the one goal lead. Um, I think the players are going to come out tomorrow gunning, excuse the term, for Arsenal. They're going to come out looking oh, to try and get after cheesy. Arsenal. Easy. That yeah, that's true. That, <laughs> that wasn't like I did not I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> you know you wrote that down. I did not. But no, I, I think been the waiting two months to figure out that joke. <laughs> I actually try and avoid the phrase gunning. I hate it. I do. 
But, yeah, I think the players are going to come out attacking in this guy. I think we're going to get after them. I think they want to win this game. I think they want to continue winning in the league because it's important. And I think this is one of those milestones for uh, for the season that, you know, to to get this is another step towards um, turning around what was a pretty bad two months there for, for Spurs at the uh, at the beginning of the year. Awesome. Chris, how important – no, you don't ask the questions. Your hosting's over. Austin, how important <laughs> is this? How important is this game as a springboard for the rest of our season? I mean, it's 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 absolutely vital because as Chris and I talked about a little bit about the schedule, like we have some, we have you know easy match, hard match, easy match, hard match, but we have a good schedule in May. So winning this match makes the United match a little bit of an extra, right? Like. We, if we win this match, we don't necessarily have to get a result. But if we lose this match, especially if we lose this match, we have to go get a result um, against United at, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So th- winning this match just sets us up and continues to build that platform for us to actually make a push, especially with Everton dropping points, uh, with Everton losing and Chelsea failing to score against Leeds. Um, I, I think it, it, it basically puts us in a position where top four might be in our own hands. Um, you know, what, what I'm, what I'm curious about is, is how we approach tomorrow. You know, Kane obviously is a big personality, but how much an informed Gareth Bale affects Jose Mourinho's plans. That's what I'm going to be interested in because Chris, I hope you're right. But what I'm hoping is that Mourinho looks at his players of son Kane and Bale and says, Hey, can you guys, can you guys take the game? Can you guys take the game by the neck? Can you guys actually push forward? And can I trust you? And maybe he hasn't had that before. Maybe now Mourinho feels like he has a front three where he's like, you guys show me how much you want to win this game. Cause you know, this game means something to Bale. Oh, for sure. Bale didn't get to see the pitch in the first game and Bill and Bill spent how many years, four or five years at Tottenham. Um, One of his first big goals was a free was kick it? against yeah, Arsenal yeah. Yeah. before, yeah. before either you or I call him were, were watching Spurs. Chris, yeah. He was wearing 16. Chris was actually watching back when Bale was wearing 16. <laughs> oh, God. So long ago. <laughs> yeah. So we know – and we know Kane's always up for a derby. So our front three and are son. Up, and that's what I'm son, saying. Our son front loves three playing are up for a derby. And if somehow Lamella makes a starting lineup for this game instead of Lucas – It's going to be Lucas. It'll be I know. Lucas. It has to I'm be Lucas. I'm just saying. Like, could you imagine – I mean – Lamella will front, come on for Lucas, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Lucas is going to be up for it, too. So, I mean – the the thing is, and we discussed this on Thursdays. I don't I don't see RA starting, so this is going to be a darty. This is going to be a darty game. So uh, there are that, two players who will start on the bench that love playing Arsenal, and that's Delhi and Dyer. Both of them hate Arsenal with a passion, but both of them will be on the bench. I think. And the other thing about that, with this being, and, and we don't, I. I Hold that there is a slim chance that uh, that Serge actually does strike this game. I think it really depends on Serge and how he feels after that last game. Because he doesn't have to play next Thursday or next weekend. We're also this is also just that important of a match. Uh, And Jose Mourinho loves a derby. Um, But if it happens to be Darty starting on the right and Regulon on the left, we're still better than if it were Davies. Yeah. And Doherty. So Hashtag anyone but that, Davies. It, it's it's really just a matter. It can't be Doherty and Davies. It can be Doherty or Davies. So uh, I, I don't feel terrible if Serge doesn't start. I'm okay with Doherty over there. It's not like he's the worst player in the world. It could be much worse. But 
As then long as I don't see both of them starting. Would you all start Tangongo over Doherty if you had a choice? Tomorrow? Here's a, here's, here's a better question. Well, would, in general, but tomorrow probably not. But, I mean, in general. I mean, cause, would, would, would you rather have Kyle Walker-Peters over Doherty? This year's Kyle Walker-Peters? Yeah. yeah. I have this year's Kyle Walker. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing when you when you give a player away and give him to a team that values him how much better he plays. It's, he's been a He's not player of the season for Southampton by any stretch, but he's, good. But he's been a when in when in, when fit, he's been a starter for them every single time. Yeah, and Southampton love him. And yeah, it's not as if he was terrible for Spurs. I I don't think he just anybody... got bullied. He gets bullied physically. So when we play yeah. against the teams that we that we really like put ourselves like as a benchmarker against, he gets bullied, and we tend to highlight those games at a team like Southampton. 75% of the time, he's a great player. And when they play the really top teams, they don't tend to to to, to, to spotlight him out, I think, is, is the case. I just thought it was funny because we we thought we got this huge like upgrade at right back when we got Darty and we sent Walker Peters off to Southampton. And here we are, I think. And I agree. like We didn't know. We thought we were getting something from Darty. Well, but the, the more important thing is that we gave Walker Peters to Southampton to get Hoybier. Yeah. So... I still think that was a good move because Hoyberry yeah, is yeah, the yeah, glue yeah. of our entire fucking team think, at this point. Yeah, I don't think Kyle Walker Peters is the selling point. I think we still could have bought Hoyberry. I think they're just like, oh, okay, we'll take Kyle Walker. Uh, not for the money that we got Hoyberry for, though. We got Hoyberry for fifteen million. Yeah, Anyways. and I think it would have taken a lot longer. We got Hoyberry early because we gave them Walker Peters. So, but I agree with you. I think I would rather have Walker Peters than Doherty at this point. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. So let's let's talk about starting lineups. I know we we don't we haven't done this for a while, but since this is a derby, I want to talk starting lineups. Chris, let's uh, give me your pre- your predicted starting lineup for tomorrow's North London Ooh, derby. Let's pull up the old notepad with the uh, the team on it. I this is weird because I was looking at this notepad the last time. Wait, what the fuck? You have a notepad with like names written down? No, the, the formation drawn, plays drawn yeah. up. What do you got over the, there, coach? <laughs> the first time you guys had me on when we were talking about like setting yeah, up. You haven't seen his season, before? I, no, I, I, where have I been for the past six I, months? Well, I wrote down. Previous, yeah, 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 I've written this down. I, I wrote down a depth chart, and it's odd. My depth chart at the beginning of the season was Loris. I actually had Doherty as our starting right back. Dyer, Aldevaro, Regulon, Hoybier in the middle, and Domble as a center mid. Lacelso was my attacking mid. Um, Kane up top, Son on the left wing, Lucas on the right until we bought Bale, who I then X'd out Lucas and wrote Bale. Um, it's, not, it's not too far off. Honestly. That's not too far off because Lacelso might take Lucas's spot when he gets back. Maybe, uh, but that depends on. I, I well, don't Lucas know. Lucas will fall happen. out of form. Lucas well, will fall out of form hard, and and, and then Ollie will take that spot. Okay, but you're not getting me down this rabbit hole. Lucas also has so many people that he has to get in front of. Like yeah, he, he's he he's got he a long way. He, back. he wasn't like performing amazing before he got hurt. So that's like, very true. You, we can't just he's, slot him back in because we think that he's great. Like he, Colin, has, are you making arts and crafts over there? What the fuck are no, you doing? Looks like it. Are you making like? No, I was cleaning my uh, keyboard. Quit quit watching me. Okay. Anyway, my lineup for tomorrow. Loris is obviously going to start. I think it's going to be Sanchez and Toby at the center backs. Um, I would, God, I would love to see Oyer start, uh, Serge start, um, Oyer, Oyer, Oyer. Oyer. He's French. You got to get that French pronunciation there. I think Colin's probably right. I want Serge to start, but I think he's going to start Doherty just to rotate. Um, Regulon is going to start on the left. 
Um, Hoy Baron and Don Blair are going to be in the middle, and it's going to be Lucas, um, Lucas, Son, uh, Bale, and Kane up top. The only thing I think that's the I think that's probably that's ninety percent the starting eleven. Absolutely, I honestly have this feeling that we'll see a surprise surge start tomorrow. I'm not going to be surprised at all if the 11 you just picked, Chris, is the exact 11 because that's what I would I would put money on if I had to put money on it. But something tells me that Mourinho is going to play a surge tomorrow. Um, but he's also been just giving so much praise to Doherty in the press, regardless of his performances. So maybe you know maybe we see Doherty tomorrow. But I I don't I don't see why we waste surge in a Europa League match on Thursday that we've already. We already had that. Play, he play, play to back to back because he did it before. Um, well, before I mean, he used when Sir, when Mourinho first came in, Serge played every single match, regardless of how much time off. I mean, I so, don't think I don't think it's a fitness thing at all. I think if Serge is healthy, he's healthy, and I think in a match like this, Mourinho's going to want his athleticism and his actual ability to do something positive that isn't just occupying space because i am not big on doherty at this point in time oh we know the only thing i can say about doherty is to have the clip saved i can pull i can pull to give you the up. sat question uh format doherty is to austin what davies is to colin no you hate both the fullbacks now too. yeah that's you hate them you both. Hate i would prefer just... davies over doherty at least davies you know what you're getting yeah okay, okay uh, to be so, fair Doherty has also at least said, I have not been good. I need Well, at to... least he's self-aware. Yeah, at like, least he's self-aware. Uh, he needs to improve. So Davies is part of the Welsh Mafia. He's got that in his box of just above he's, Doherty. Just because he's from the same country as Gareth Bale does not make him a better fullback than Matt Doherty. He makes Bale more comfortable at the club, which makes Bale better. Bale doesn't need comfort from Davies. He was here at this club for five years. I don't care, okay? That's but my Davies rationalization. I'm sticking any... with it. Uh, I'm from the same country as the more than well, so, one Wales player. Chris, uh, Austin, <laughs> do you agree with Chris's lineup, or do you, do you want to make any changes? Prediction? No, I agree. I agree with Chris's lineup. I want to see Surge, but it's going to be. We're going to see a time. random Rodon start tomorrow. Is what's going to throw it off. What the fuck? Good. Where is Rodon? What happened to that kid? Yeah, he's he's our spurs. fifth, right? Our fifth center back. He's he's God, not going to play. I feel so bad for that kid. He's doing Spurs videos on Instagram with Gareth Bale. Nah, in the pool with their with their with their with holding their phones precariously in the pool. Yeah. Uh. So let's do predictions, guys. Chris, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna go three one Spurs. Oh, man. Fuck. Chris, I wanted to last, say three Chris, one. You the, Chris, you remember the last time we beat? Um, I know you were watching because you have been supporting Spurs that long. When the last time we beat uh, Arsenal at the Emirates? Uh, in, was, in the league. In the league. In the league. You said this at the beginning. Yeah, like you said it right as I came. No, I was here. I was there. Uh, like, but I, I, like, I forgot now. I've already missed it. I know I've watched it. <laughs> it's been so long since I missed the North London Derby. I, I can't remember. It's years. November 2010. Ten and a half years. Oh, good God. Yeah. Well, Austin, what you got? Prediction. <laughs> It's definitely not going to be three. This game's almost always. I mean, I know we've lost one the last two, two nil, but I just don't see a two goal win. Um, even though the last time we did beat them at High, oh, Highbury. Highbury. Did you say Highbury? We beat them at, them at Highbury in in '93, and then we beat them at three two at the Emirates in 2010. Fuck, we're not giving up two goals. I'm I'm saying two nil. Third game and running. Two nil. Two nil. Uh. 
I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, of course you are, because you're a little bitch. Draw. <laughs> <laughs> Taking uh, Chris, what is your favorite favorite goal of all time? Favorite North London Derby goal of all time? Oh shit! Oh. It's uh, it's Kane from the uh, from the edge of the box when he cut Rip, back ripped in. Ripping the mask off. Yeah, ripping the mask off. We uh, drew that game. That still kills me that we did not win that game after Alexis that goal. And it's followed very quickly by uh, wasn't Danny Rose's best goal ever a, a North it London? It was his Derby? debut. His yeah, debut. His debut in the North London Derby. I'll take that as my second. Austin. Uh, I mean, it's tough to beat Kane's goal. It's tough to beat Sonny's goal in the last match, honestly. Um, but you, Just something you about got, those fans in the stands at White Hart Lane. You got Danny Rose. You know what's an honorable mention? You know what's an honorable mention for me? Is the League Cup where Kane sends it over top for Delhi and he oh, flicks no, it in with the outside of his yeah. for no fucking reason. He could have easily just taken it down, routed him, but but because it's Delhi. He has to, with one touch, just flick it, a little lob over the keeper, over Petrcek. I love that goal because Kane still was subbed on in that game. And literally five, ten minutes after he subbed on, he was able to chest the ball down, turn, and no Arsenal player thought, hey, let's close him down. And he just <laughs> chips a perfect ball over to the top to Delhi, And we knocked him out of the League Cup. I know it didn't lead to anything, but I love that goal. Yeah. Uh, my goal is going to be the Kane goal as well. That Kane goal, I remember I was sitting in an Arsenal bar um with one of my i didn't know that dallas was even a thing i was with uh watching it with one of my arsenal friends and didn't realize that that was that big wait arsenal you bar. weren't in the you weren't at the bar with me that day because oh, i remember being at with the group I, we were with the dallas first group we texted each other i was at the you London were at the londoner you were was, yeah. dude i Ugh. skipped i i skipped my graduate school class after that goal I had, had to. I was I was so pumped up. I emailed my professor and said I was sick and couldn't come to class. And then I went around drinking with uh, Dave and uh, Dave and uh, James and James all day. Yeah. I hope Callie doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we are uh, just to kind of give a, an update on where we are on the table, guys. We are um in seventh place. If we win tomorrow, we will be tied for fifth. Um, and then West Ham plays after us. Uh, we'll be sitting at 48 points, three points behind Chelsea, but with a game, with in, a game hand, in hand, which means we could, if we win our game in hand, we'd be tied for fourth, guys. Uh, Everton drops some points. West Ham play United. And West Ham play West United. West Ham play United tomorrow. Yeah, West Ham have a tough schedule, as we mentioned on the pod, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Coming up. Everton drop points. Chelsea drop points. Uh, Villa's on a free fall downward. Right. Liverpool's league form is dog shit. You know, we this Chelsea this can't four, score goals, so it's going to be tough for him. You know, this top four is is a real opportunity here. Um, you're saying Chelsea can't score goals. Their form's still better than our form in the league over the past five games. It's true or false? It, that's going to change after this game when we beat Arsenal. Then our form will be le- better after the last five games. Be true. So uh, we are heading into this game, and, and this win is more than just a, a derby victory. This win this is, is huge. This is, this is a win that we need to give us another opportunity for Champions League football outside of the Europa League. And I listened to both of you guys say that you would prefer, you know, head, you, you gave that hypothetical scenario, Austin, of you know, hey, heading into the last last game of the season against Leicester. Um, would you? Take need that win to get fourth to secure Champions League football or lose that and have a chance to win the Europa League final. Um, I think you guys are crazy to not to not. I want a trophy, Colin. It's been ten chance. years. But of you're not Spurs guaranteed football. a trophy. I well, no, the, I'm not guaranteed. But I but it to dare is to do. I would my, rather 
I would rather have a chance at a European trophy, which Arsenal have not won one in a very long time. I think they have one UEFA Cup in their history. So like there, there, there is a huge thing about winning a European trophy, Colin. Like I would rather have it, and, and we saw them, we saw our team lose a European final. Like, yeah. I want that so badly this season. Let me ask you a question, Chris. Is it is it more likely that we lose, we keep Kane and Son uh, if we're in the Champions League, um, or if we're not in the Champions League? Well, well okay. Uh, no, I mean, but what, we, well, the, I think what are we worried thing. about, right? Because, our leading question. It's well, not. A, it's, I don't think it's guaranteed because Kane's not. not leaving for any money this summer. Son yeah, might great. leave. Son might, but it, it's. What about it, getting us? It's a not star that it's a, It's not that it's a leading question. It's that it is kind of a. What's the? I'm trying to think of the word. It's a. It's a difficult question, and there, there's a lot of moving parts to what happens right there. I get that. It, I get that everybody thinks that if we remain in Champions League, that these players will stay. But as Kane has said, if the club is matching his ambition, he will remain at Spurs. Just remaining in top four is not matching his ambition. Kane wants a fucking trophy. Kane <laughs> wants to lift a trophy. Well, what if, okay, let me rephrase the question then. We win the Carabao Cup. Not enough. In, that, in that, April, hold on. And right we tough. win the Carabao Cup in April, and then we head into the last game of the season to finish top four. It, are you comparing, like, as to what? Well, I'm saying, so you have two options, the Carabao Cup and top four. The Carabao um, Cup is a write-off. Or you lose, or you, or you, or you lose the Carabao Cup, and then you don't make top four, and then you have a chance to win the Europa League final. Uh, Well, I take the Carabao Cup out of it because I think if we win the Carabao Cup, but we miss out on Champions League, worse, those players are still going to ask to leave. That's not what I said. I know, but you're you're saying, well, if we if we win the Carabao Cup, does that make getting top four and sacrificing the Europa League okay? Because you've got a trophy. And no top four. Then it, no, because Kane wants a major trophy. My my thing is this: this idea that just getting in the top four and holding on to that as a means of keeping players like Kane and Son is gone. We've done that for I don't know well, how why, many years now. That's why I gave you a trophy. Yeah, but you gave me the care about cup. You gave I me agree the, with Chris here. I agree with Chris here. I think Kane's a, ambitions a, are a European trophy. I think winning Europa League is big enough for Kane. Yeah, if we're not winning something major, something big, if we're just staying in top four, we're Arsenal from four years ago. And oh, we we're Arsenal from seven years ago. Like they're, we they're can't winning just, cups. we cannot just look at top four and say, well, if we that's remember all the, Arsenal have won in the past right. twenty years, that's all Arsenal have won are FA Cups. So is don't FA, FA, I don't want an Arsene Wenger Wenger press conference where he comes for and says, well, uh, top Kane, four. Kane, to me, to me, Colin, to answer your question, what you said about Kane's ambition, or Chris said about an ambition, and what you've said about your worries about Kane, Kane's ambitions are European trophies and Premier League trophies. So he needs to know that we have a chance at a Premier League trophy, but in the meantime, that we are competing and winning European trophies. Spurs have a history of winning the UEFA Cup, which is what the Europa League is now. We have two UEFA Cups. We have more European trophies than Arsenal do. They have one European trophy in their entire cabinet. For all the shit Arsenal can talk, because this is a North London Derby podcast, for all the shit Arsenal can talk about, the Invincibles and your, and your Arsenal. Arsenal Wenger didn't win shit in Europe. They don't have a European history. Spurs do. Spurs were the first team to win it to win the, the double in England. 
We were the first team to do that. It's been a long time. Kane wants to be the player to bring us back to top of England and top of Europe. And you can't do that unless you win European trophies. And that's my point is that top four is great. And that's the bare minimum for Kane. Like Champions League football is the bare minimum. But I think Kane would rather get Champions League football with the Europa League finishing fifth or sixth than getting Champions League football finishing fourth and having no trophies yet again. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I would. I'm saying I would take. I, I think guaranteed. Champions would you League. take sixth in Europa I League just, trophy, or you take top four guaranteed, but you get no well, Europa League trophy guarantees Champions League. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think Kane would would put everything on the line if you gave Kane the opportunity. Says you can't play another game in in in, in the Premier League, and you guys are going to finish sixth. But you will get to play in the Europa League final. Kane would take that every day of the week. Yeah, I, w- I would. That's, now, son, that's, I don't know about Son. I don't know about Son. Son, just, son may just want to play Champions League football. Well, son probably yeah, doesn't have I, the same I, I think attachment it's also, to Spurs. It's but Kane those, wants to. It's, it's, Kane it's, wants to set a legacy at Spurs, and he can't do that than, without winning trophies. It's bigger than those two players. We have a lot it's of moving not, pieces. We have it, nothing's bigger what, than Kane. Nothing's bigger than Kane. So that's what makes that such a weird kind of loaded question. Is that there's so many moving parts to that. Yeah. And there's so many things that we don't know about what's going I, on. Because I would argue, though, that no, there's nothing Kane, bigger than Kane. Kane would have said Kane might have gone to them and said, look, if we make top four, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'll stay. I'm fine. That mutes everything else. But if Kane has gone to Daniel Levy and said, I don't give a shit about top four. I don't care what you do. If we don't win a trophy in the next two years, if you don't find some way to make that happen, I'm leaving. Then this whole thing about just, well, we have to stay in top four means jack shit because well, it means jack shit. Just competing in the Champions League is not enough to keep players here. It's enough to keep rotating out really good players, but they're going to rotate to teams that are winning Champions League. Chris, That's you're so right because nothing is more important than Kane right now. I, I There are people who have been watching this club for 30, 40 years, Colin, that call Kane the best player they've ever seen at Spurs. He is the most important aspect of our club. He's more important than our stadium. He's more important than our training ground. He's more important than anything. He's in his prime right now, and we only have him in his prime for the next four or five years. Kane at this club right now is more important than anything else. Keeping him at the club is more important than anything else. And Daniel Levy sees that from a business aspect, not just from a personnel aspect. Kane is a marketable player outside of England. He's marketable in the United States. He's marketable elsewhere, but he's also the best player, the best English player around. And we've never had that since maybe what? Ga- uh, Gascoigne was Gas was Gas. Uh, who was last time? Yeah, I mean maybe. <laughs> yeah. So maybe going all the way back to Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. Like Kane, Kane is that, bigger though. than the club. At this point, I, and he's the only honestly, player that's bigger than the club. I, I think a lot of it, even some of the other really good players we have, I think you, if we just make top four, you'll see players like Ndombele stick around for one more year. You might see a player like Sun stick around for one more year. You might see like um, Serge or, you know, some of those players that are but the next level hang, down. Do we hang on to Regulon? Do we hang on to Doris? But eventually. The fact that, no, we can't pay the money that Chelsea and City and these other teams can pay along with competing to win these trophies. Uh, the fact that we can't compete on that level as well, we'll start drawing them away. 
Well, and it's not only that, Chris, but it's it's we, we need to upgrade. Playing. We need to upgrade at right back. We need to oh, possibly, but we definitely need to upgrade at center back. We definitely need to upgrade. Bale is here for one more year, maybe. He may even come back next year. We need to upgrade at attacker as well. We can't just have, you know, Bergwine and Lamella in a backup squad of like okay guys who are sometimes in form. We can't do that unless we are showing the aspirations of we are winning trophies. Yeah. How is Atletico Madrid is still and Kane and Son immediately signed contracts. Atletico Madrid is still riding off their success of winning the Premier or winning the La Liga like eight years ago and making it to two Champions League finals and being competitive at that level. Borussia Dortmund is still riding off of the wave of winning Bundesliga and getting to a Champions League final, but they won trophies. Like those teams have been sustained for a decade almost off of that success. We have a yet to get that last step. We need to show that we can get that last step. I don't. I, 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 we can just agree to disagree. I think they're getting those players because they're in the champion. They're playing the Champions League football every year. At the end of the day, from a Borussia Dortmund's not in Champions League football every year. They were in Europa League with us multiple yeah. times. I see your point, Colin, because we'll get about if we're in top four and we're playing Champions League. They we might will get, get knocked out of. Players. Hold on, hold on, Chris. They might get okay. knocked out of the group stage of the Champions League, but they have been Champions League football. For the past five Klopp's years. Last year, they finished like eighth. For the past five years. Klopp's been at Liverpool for five years. He hasn't been at Liverpool for five years. This is his fifth year. This is his fifth year. So, yeah. okay. So, so he's been at Liverpool okay, for five so years. Five years ago. So five seasons ago, they so finished they missed like out, they missed, in Bundesliga. So they missed out on Champions League football one year. My, yeah, my, exactly. My, my and they point, still got players that they wouldn't have gotten, my, that other teams wouldn't have gotten if they wouldn't have won Bundesliga. Austin, I let you ramble for five minutes. Can I say something? My point is, if you're a professional athlete, you want to play in the highest turn, the highest, but all the best players in the world play. Kane wants to play, and yes, you winning the Europa League gets you there, but that's not a guarantee. You have to keep these players competing with the best players in the world. He doesn't want to be playing Thursday night football. He doesn't. No, but he wants to win trophies, Colin. Okay, but you can't you have to do something that no. When was when was the last time we won something bigger than the FA Cup? It was in the 80s before even we were yeah. before I was born. Kane wants to set a legacy at Tottenham. He doesn't just want to be a player that oh I played in Champions League a bunch. I'm not saying that this is what I want every year. I'm saying what's most important for us to keep continue to build this squad to make sure we don't waste Kane's years is guaranteeing top four to bring in the talent to say hey we are playing at the highest stage. We are a team that is growing. We need a we need a world class center back. We need a world class right back. We need another attacking option if we don't have Bale. We don't get those if we're in the Europa League, and we don't get those if we're not in any European football next year. So if you're going to ask me for this year and this year alone, I'll take Champions League football so we can get those signings in. Mourinho can have the chance to build that defense the way he wants it built, and then we can go at it again next year. That's all and I'm again, saying. And now, next year, if you give me that question, I'll probably change my opinion yeah. because he's had a chance to rebuild this team. This isn't. This wouldn't be my answer every year, but it's very important, I think, for, for professional athletes to think, "Hey, I need to be playing where the the biggest stars in the world are playing, where the lights are shining on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights." I mean, he he got a taste of it when the Champions League final. I'm he, sure, but but there's no. But Kane probably also knows there's no way he gets sold this summer, anyways. There, no one's gonna come in for enough money, and after the pandemic. For enough money to buy Harry Kane, anyways, he knows he's here next year, regardless. Oh, yeah, I don't think he's leaving. I mean, I'm and talking about the people. I'm saying what if you were to ask brought in talent being brought in. I agree with you. We need to bring in more talent, but but we had started this by asking Harry Kane. If you give Harry Kane the option, he's gonna pick Europa League chance at Europa League trophy as the top four. This question started. What are we? And, where do we? Where do we want this going? 
We all had to say where we what we wanted, and then you brought in Harry Kane. I think the reason why I want Champions League. Well, I don't think I brought in Harry Kane, but I'm I saying I brought that, in Harry Kane. That was me. And this is what you. like this is the problem. Like, okay, do you see why this is such a difficult question to well, answer? Exactly. Right or, it definitely right is. Wrong like, it is. It is completely a, because the other side of it is. As much as we sit here and the three of us can talk about what we would do this year, the entire team may have already gone to Daniel Levy and gone to Mourinho and said, we want to go for this Europa League thing. Um, If it means we have to sacrifice the top four and we're gunning for the trophy, then cool. We need to do that. But we want to win something this year. And they or they may have done the exact opposite and said, hey, Europa League's cool, but we need to get into this top four because we're all going to be here next year. And we need to figure like we don't know what these conversations are. So it's tough to sit here and say from as a fan, I want a trophy. And if we go one more trophyless year where we're the almost champions or the almost this or the almost that, then to me, it's another wasted year where we've done absolutely nothing, because to me. Top four is good, but it is not good enough. At the beginning of the season, we all said what our expectations were. And we I can, told you, Colin, top four wasn't enough for me. You said top four in an FA Cup was enough. Well, we, we can't win the FA Cup now. We can't win the FA Cup now. I did not say top four in League Cup was enough, though. I did not say that. No, but so you, so, you can't so to change, me, but at the beginning of the year, you didn't say Europa League and top four. Well, okay, I said, said FA Cup, the, but FA Cup, but so so transition that. Top four is not enough on its own. You can't for me. compare the FA Cup and the Europa League. Did I tell you that top four on its own was it was enough? No. But so so can't. now the only way to satisfy expectations is Carabao to go Cup. above top four, which is Carabao the only Cup. competition we have. No, Carabao Cup. I told you specifically Carabao Cup was not enough. So why is the FA Cup enough and not the Carabao Cup enough? Because yeah. the FA Cup <laughs> is, is a more prestigious <laughs> trophy than the League Cup. Why? Why? Because it is the League Cup. No one cares about you. Win two games, you get to the you get to the semifinals. All no one gives a shit about the League Cup. The League Cup, the League, the League Cup's useless. Nobody gives a shit about the League Cup. It's a money grab. No one gives a shit about it. If we win it, I'm going to celebrate. and I'm going to be happy I'm for a day. Asking, yeah, but what does it get? What does the FA Cup get you? The I don't Europa care what it gets me. What it gets me is a prestigious trophy, which I have yet to experience <laughs> as a Spurs fan. You y'all just you keep talking. The FA Cup wasn't enough. If we were in the no, it's not group. enough. But but with top Why? four, it is. It. No, I'm not changing it. What I'm saying is, top four gives you Champions League, and FA Cup gives you a prestigious trophy. That was what I said at the beginning of the season. League Cup's not a prestigious trophy. It's one step better than the Audi fucking Cup, Colin. So 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 true. what I need is a prestigious trophy and top four. Europa League gives you both. Europa League gives you both because it gives you Champions League plus a prestigious trophy. I'll pull up the audio from our our beginning I told podcast. League Cup was not enough. By the way, I figured four. out how to do that. If we could ever cue something like that, I figured out how to share audio with you guys from my computer. Colin, so what, do that. what we were saying yeah. at the beginning of the season, what I was saying was that I want Champions League football, which is top four, and I want a prestigious trophy, which is, which at the minimum is FA Cup. I may not have said it like that, but F, I didn't say those exact words, but FA Cup is the bare minimum prestigious trophy. That's what Mourinho does. He wins trophies. Europa League gives you both. It gives you a prestigious trophy plus Champions League. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm looking. You're saying this eight months later. I what do you mean eight months later? I said the same thing back in August, Colin. I said League Cup doesn't count for anything. I'm looking at my my notes from my from our podcast on 
September the 16th of 2020. And I have at the top of my uh, the top of my paper, it's it's written. My number one priority was win the Europa League. My second priority was the FA Cup. That's Chris, my third one was the league finish. I just Chris, and I have been in, Chris and I have been in, it, it been it's simpatico awesome. this, this is before Chris thing. even started podcasting with us. We discussed. It's fine, this. but Chris and I have been in have been have been in sync this entire season on our expectations. So I have no doubt that Callan, go yeah. back and look. Oh, I, can't wait I, to make said, I can't wait I, to make you eat crow. I have said. I also had West Ham in my, in my bottom three. Oh, oh, I, I, I missed that. Oh, that's. I want Champions League football, and I want that's a prestigious awesome. trophy. The conversation's over. I'll pull up the audio, and you'll eat crow, or I'll eat crow. That's all it's going to be that. that There's no point in going round and round. I'll just pull up the audio. Actually, but, but you, but, but, but you Austin, kept asking Austin, me. You kept Austin, asking me during this discussion. Over. Austin's been muted. The conversation's over. Austin's been muted. He's still rambling. He doesn't realize that I've muted him. <laughs> no one can hear him talk right now. <laughs> He's going to be so mad. Uh, at the end of the day... Jim. <laughs> At the end of the day, we, we yeah. want. <laughs> Austin left. <laughs> At the end of the day, we all want to win the Europa League. So, and we're all here for the for the Europa League. Um, you know, we we definitely don't want to settle for a top four. I just I, I fear that uh, we lose we we lose the opportunity to to grow our team where areas where we need to grow our team if we don't uh, finish well, Champions yeah. League. So. If we miss, if we miss out on Champions League, I agree with you. If we miss out on Champions League as a whole without winning something, then we we have absolutely no opportunity yeah. for the team. And that's my only is I don't want to start next season with this center back with this defense. I think Marino knows that he needs to build it, and I right. think that Daniel let, like leaving is like, hey, okay, I'll, I'll build it for you. But right. We need Champions League football. One way or the other, we need Champions League football. Right. And that that 100% we can all agree on. We have to be in the Champions League in order to continue to grow. My main thing is, if we don't win a trophy soon, just remaining in top four is not going to keep our players. Yeah. That's not going to be enough. I agree. To, I agree. I, that part is the. I, I, and I think you and I are where you and I cross is you're wanting to focus solely on this year, and I'm looking at this year. And then next year and the year after. And I just, I can't see us getting into top four. And then when we sit down to discuss contracts with renewing contracts, I think that's why there was such a push to renew Sun's contract and, and Kane's contract is there was worry about, hey, let's tie these guys down with plenty of money so that maybe either we can profit heavily if they leave or maybe they won't ask. Yeah. Because at the end of this season, I think they're going to be stopping to look at contracts and Kane and son and uh, uh, to a lesser extent, Hugo are going to be looking like, well, um, I've been here for this long and our best, the best thing we've done is a champions league final and a second place league finish. But I have my trophy cabinet is bare. Yeah. And top and, and, four, I'm sorry, it's just not going to cut it. And, and, and here's the thing is, like, we are getting at, at a point, you know, where we a couple of weeks ago, we didn't think we'd even finish in the, Euro, in the Europa League spots. Like, we were like, maybe we don't even finish top six. And so we thought the Europa League was our only chance for a European competition. And But if, as I look around and I watch the Champions League uh, this season, like, the, 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 the contenders of old are no longer the contenders. 
Juventus, Ronaldo's on his way out. Messi's on his way out. Like those squads, like PSG is like the cream of the crop right now, essentially. Man City as well. So I think I think Europe is up for grabs if we can get our shit together um, defensively. Um, so if we can find a way to make it to the Champions League next year and, and and bolster up this defense, we have the squad depth to do so. So um, Chris, you there? You frozen? Oh boy. All right. Well, in that case, boys, we uh, we had a little heated debate, but at the end of the day, um, we have a North London Derby to win tomorrow, and it's it's kind of crazy that we all want the same thing. Um, <laughs> I'm getting texts from both of them; their computers shut off. So, uh, uh, you know, we ha- we ha- we head into the North London Derby tomorrow, uh, high hopes in form. Um, please, Mourinho, don't let us down. Let's go out. Let's take the game to Arsenal, and let's see um, what we can do. And uh, onwards and upwards. 